0: we are back we are back we are here to do podcasts hey everybody it's ed from unaired uh so we are back and uh this is the episode that was recorded i think december uh with tyler marchant from the cynical cartoons podcast uh so a few things one uh midway through the episode uh steve's uh mic dropped or his computer crashed and uh so that's in there and also steve and i both had issues with our microphones uh in that we are not the brightest and we recorded with laptop mics by accident yay but other than that uh i introduced to you the return of unaired. enjoy Welcome everybody to Unaired. Uh, I'm Ed. With me today I have Steve and special guest Tyler Marchand from Cynical Cartoons. What's happening? Hi
1: everybody. Is that what I do? Do I say something? Oh, you say yeah, you nothing. Say no, you're just there. It's, you're just there. We get a little It's a pleasure to be here via Skype. It's a pleasure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So this week we watched our first animated series, which is Korgoth of Barbaria. So a little background on the show. It was a pilot that was uh, made for Adult Swim, and it was was pretty well received. It had a lot of viewers, and so they picked it up to series, but production never continued past the first episode, and they kind of just dropped it after that. So technically it didn't have unaired episodes, but I'm just going to include it. Sure. (laughs) Breaking the rules a little.
1: It definitely seemed really expensive. Like you could tell from it that they had like a lot of like artfulness in the way that it was animated and a lot of like real attention paid to every single frame, you know, of the thing. And so it seems like it was well above like the budget of an Adult Swim show, especially in 2006.
0: Oh, definitely. Like all the characters had a lot of detail. Mm -hmm. All their own. Their own, like, unique
2: personality, definitely, just different mannerisms. Everyone was really fleshed out, for
1: sure. It, it kind of, in that way, reminded me of, like, the current run of Adult Swim stuff, where they're, like, trying to do more long-form 22-minute stuff instead of, like, the 11-minute half episodes they've been making for so long. So, like, Rick and Morty is sort of, like, championing that and bringing something new in. And it's interesting to see that they were trying that, you know, as early as, like, ten years ago now nine years ago this came out in 2006
0: yeah it's it's kind of weird because like back then it was like stuff like uh, aqua Teen hunger force robot chicken and like
1: Mm -hmm. with space ghost still on 2006 i don't remember
0: i think it might have been like right at that time it was ending i think sure so this show uh let's just go through it uh first scene of this show it's a group of people they're at a bar and uh tom Kenny. He voices this character. I don't know if he has a name. Yep. Uh Uh,
1: was he Stinky? Was he Stink, or was he one of the other ones?
0: He was one of the other ones, but because there's a joke about Stink that comes up in the bar. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Tom Tom Kenny, and also I think John DiMaggio is in there too, right? Bender, yep. and uh, he played the Joker at one point. Yep. Yeah.
0: Dimage. Yep. He was in there. They they had a pretty uh pretty pretty good cast for this show for voices.
1: <laughs> well, it was kind of weird because it it seems like within the episode those characters feel like the main guys even though it seems like they're not going to come back later on in the series if it were to be picked up you know they spent so long characterizing all these like weird creepy little goblin men uh and not a lot of time on the main character aside from him just being like badass and muscly Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like Korgoth like doesn't even have that many lines in the show
1: yeah he's just like a total badass and then they spend more time on like stinky's backstory or whatever
0: yeah so they're uh they're at a bar and tom kenny's character is kind of like what do you mean there's a cover charge and the bouncer's like well you know there's a sign that like the sign that we have has an issue with it there's a typo and then it looks up and he's just like what do you mean there's a typo and the sign says the whore's nibble. and the bouncer says well for starters the name of the bar is the dragon's kneecap
1: at at that point just change the name of the bar i mean what exactly what does the dragon's kneecap even mean at least the whore's nipple will like work as like yeah it's a brothel whatever
0: exactly and like i'm starting to wonder like who filled out that form like (laughs)
1: like
0: what kind of typo is that like that's not like it's
1: not yeah it's, it's not like somebody was totally illiterate and they couldn't spell the dragon's kneecap they were just like fuck these guys <laughs> yeah we're, we're got- calling it something completely different this is what i want the bar to be called. <laughs> it was his last day
2: he knew he was getting fired
1: right he, was- he like he was like one of the core investors in the bar in the beginning and they were sort of like pushing him out they're like the last thing you're doing go commission the sign yeah
0: he went office space on them speaking of office space Diedrich bader actually plays uh corgoth
1: i don't know who that is who's Diedrich bader
0: um he's a neighbor in office space really
2: yeah, wow, that was oh, that was shit. a total
0: no look, <laughs> half court,
2: behind right. the back. That was something else. It's
1: interesting it's interesting the people that worked on the show actually, I thought that we were sort of gonna address it at the beginning, but the guy that created it, uh Aaron Springer, I believe his name was, actually made um you know, he worked on SpongeBob for a really long time and like the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy um Dexter's Laboratory like all of these 90s cartoons that were I mean obviously based at a kid's audience but also it seems like he's the guy that brought in all the like creepy weird stuff into those shows and wanted to like gross people out you know
0: yeah and like some of the adult humor in those shows
1: right right oh my god there's there's
0: a ton of that I was just (laughs) I was uh I
2: saw a reddit post about all of the uh like the adult humor that's hidden in Spongebob it's right right like,
1: well, I mean, and after um, Stephen Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob, after he left after season three, the show became just disgust humor like all the time. That's what it was. That's why like people don't like that show anymore It's just like after he left, it was just like, what disgusting thing can we make SpongeBob do this week and gross people out? Right. And so it seemed like it was definitely Aaron Springer's style because there's a lot of that going on in the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Tom Kenny, I'm just going to call him that. Cause I don't remember his name. Sure. So Tom yeah. Kenny, he, uh, he picks up the bouncer with his hook hand and he's just like, you tell me where this bar is. So it gives him directions. He's like, he intimidates him, which is weird because later in the show, well, we'll get to that. Uh, so <laughs> they get to the bar. Well, that, and- well, that
1: bouncer is pretty tiny though. He's easily intimidated. He's essentially a goblin creature. He's just like, oh yes sir, yes sir, just go on in. Oh, he's like the oompa
0: loompa of that world. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they get to the next bar, and there's- Tom
1: Kenny, by the way, plays Hargon and Henchman Number Three. I'm guessing that's Hargon.
0: I would hope so. <laughs> they just
2: let Henchman Number Three take the lead on this one. It's it's, yeah. <laughs> a, it's a manager and training type program.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Willis played henchman number four.
2: <laughs> no speaking lines. They, they did require him to be there, right, right,
1: It's like when George Clooney played the dog on South Park and all he did was bark.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what my mind went towards. <laughs> so they get to their next bar, and they're sitting down, and they're looking around, they're just like, I don't think he's here. And then one of them, I think it might have been Stinky, he goes, wait, look. And then we get our introduction to Korgoth, as he's taking a piss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: in a fountain or was it supposed to be like a communal urinal in the middle of this bar yeah, I thought
2: it was like like a trough kind of situation <laughs> like a baseball stadium
1: right so he's he's taking a really long pee and like that's the joke and it it's one of the many jokes in this episode that fell really flat for me um but kind of like as he's finishing up there's like this like weird arm movement is he supposed to be like jerking off in this fountain or is he just wrapping up his like really long dick what's that about i
0: think i see i thought it was just him like shaking it off yeah Like t-swift but it, right there shake it off
1: gosh. yeah it goes it goes on for a really long time and it's kind of an awkward noise to the point that i thought that it was supposed to be like that kind of joke
0: yeah i think that might have been what they were going for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then this little like like, I don't know what to call him. Bathroom attendant. He's just chilling sure. there. Just hands him, like, he soaks a towel in a, like, a rag and a little bucket of, I hope was water, and hands it to
1: him. Yeah. What? He just took it right out of the fountain. It's probably 70% piss.
0: <laughs> it probably was, which makes the next part even worse. He doesn't even wipe his hands. He just, like, straight, straight up wipes his face with that cloth. Right. Yeah. And then you just see, like, the, the detail on his face. The gross, Ugh. gross detail. <laughs> Everyone... Yeah.
1: I don't even think that character has a line corgoth until like five or six minutes into the episode
0: he doesn't like they kind of they kind of just like leave him like this mysterious character
1: right which isn't good for a protagonist i don't think like you can't be the man with no name if you're you know a cartoon barbarian uh,
2: yeah it worked in drive um uh-huh and I'll, I'll i sure
1: but say that. but ryan reynolds ryan gosling was not a cartoon barbarian um, so i mean i guess the point still debatable. stands
0: <laughs> i probably would have seen drive if he was as a cartoon barbarian but did you not see drive
1: no oh, okay uh you you probably don't need to anymore it was good i mean it was great at the time, but it doesn't hold up to three or more viewings. I don't think.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll just skip it then. (sighs) Sure. All right. So, uh, Korgoth goes, sits down and he's like having a drink. And then we cut back to the henchmen and there's like arguing like, Oh, you go talk to him. No, you go talk to him. And Hagron, I think his name was right. Hagron.
1: Hargon. Hargon. Because I think it's supposed to be like a play on (laughs) hard. Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: So Har- <laughs> There's a lot of that going on in this show. Oh, that is too funny. <laughs> one,
1: one of their names, looking at it now on IMDb, one of their names is Scrotus.
0: Okay, yep. There's definitely Hargon. Uh, Har- yeah. Aaron yeah. Springer, you so tickle Har- my funny bone. <laughs> That's not the only thing he's trying to tickle. I'll just, you know. So Hargon is just like, wait, we're going to roll the dice to see who goes to talk to him. They roll the dice, and it's like, seven. And Stingy's just like, who's seven? He takes out a piece of paper it says, like, 1 through 7, stinky. 8 through 12, stinky. <laughs> like, 9 through 20, stinky. 20 through something, roll again.
1: Roll again, yeah. yeah.
0: That part I actually liked. <laughs> it was a solid goof. It was a pretty solid goof.
1: So There was... The episode is, like, joyful in its level of violence. Like, it's not like every single joke fell exactly flat. There's just a lot of it that doesn't work. And that can kind of be expected in a pilot anyway.
0: Yeah, very true. Like, cause a lot of pilots are just kind of like trying to get like the information out there so they don't have as much time to focus on the jokes.
1: Right. This one doesn't really bother with that. It just kind of like, you don't even really know anything about Korgoth by the end of it.
0: No. Right. So, you know, like, you know, his name and you know that like some dude hates him. (laughs) Right. So they just skip the information and the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Stinky goes over, talks to him. And he just kind of gets ignored, and then Hargon comes over. He's just like, hey, you need to come with me. And he just kind of walks, Korgoth walks away, goes to the bar, grabs another beer. And he's just like, hey, I'm talking to you, and Hargon knocks over the beer. And that's when the shit hits the fan. Right. Because Korgoth just loses his mind, starts like beating everybody mercilessly. <laughs>
1: Just, I'm surprised that Sam Raimi wasn't involved in this show at all. Like it feels like that <laughs> level of violence, Evil Dead to, you know.
0: Yeah, Bruce Campbell just shows
1: up as the bartender. <laughs> oh man. Bruce Campbell could exist in this He's world. Screened, <laughs> screened,
2: it. It's real life Bruce <laughs> Campbell. I
1: think I think that we might have skipped it because I think that it comes before the fight scene. But there's like a big, you know, sort of like opening monologue at one point, like four or five minutes in, that sort of sets up the like all of this is in the future. Like this is after the decay of society and everything's crumbled. Yes,
2: it's post post apocalyptic yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Right. which they're not at all uh, shy to <laughs> announce.
1: So did you just say Conan the Barbarian or? Corgoth of Barbaria because that's what the show is called.
2: Exactly. Yeah, they're they're not at all discreet with the fact that this is a rip-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the closest they could get through copyright.
1: Right. Right.
0: So this fight scene was it was a little over the top. Um my favorite part was that like he's like mercilessly like just like chopping people's limbs off, ripping people's faces off. And my favorite part mm-hmm. is he just like throws one guy and the dude lands with his face in one of the one of the waitress's breasts that and would right. be your favorite and he just, part, you creep wow. yeah I mean was this
1: show was this show produced for Spike TV because it's like that caliber of like stripperella you know yeah I don't know if either of you guys ever saw stripperella it's it's fucking horrible uh, I for- it's not I good I forgot
2: that was a thing
1: yeah that was definitely a thing like dirty old man Stan Lee is just like yeah stripperella is happening now
2: ugh now, sad. Err.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, some guy walks up to him, and he's just like, like, he says something. I don't remember what. Like, oh, I can take you.
1: Well, so before we move on with the plot, do you guys want to sort of like talk about your favorite bloody massacre in that scene? Because he kills so many people. Oh, yeah,
0: let's talk about that.
1: I think my favorite was um, he throws somebody and the guy like hits a post upside down and then he like throws something at him to stick him into the post and then he throws an axe at him and it sticks in the guy's balls.
0: That was a good one. Yeah. Um, My favorite was probably was probably the fact that the dude just kind of got thrown and just like landed in the breast because like everybody's like got this like horrific like their legs are getting right. cut off nothing happens to that guy that guy just falls in breasts and he just it's like a plus <laughs> yeah, exactly he just ah
1: this is the greatest day <laughs> of his life
0: exactly
2: yeah, this this <laughs> one was a net gain for old gerald i assume his name was gerald <laughs> uh,
1: yeah <laughs> or or grunt number four yeah. also uh i don't want to overlook it but he does rip somebody's skin off the front of their body using their ponytail and then douse them in alcohol and then set them aflame that definitely happens
2: oh, that was yep. just I just I, I can't get into it. It's it's so egregious. It's just it's it's.
1: Do you do you not like the violence, or do you not like like all? It's of
2: just it? a it's a bacchanal of gore and bathroom humor and objectifying <laughs> yeah. women. I, uh, yeah,
1: I I feel like the the gore was cool with me, but just like when you go over to this guy and he's like got you know like this like bodacious babe in a cage and he's just like groping her constantly and he spits on her the creepiness level is a little bit too much yeah he definitely he spits on her yes it's barbaric is what ah. it is anyways plot wise <laughs> that's my one joke for the episode that's all i can muster
2: <laughs> it's okay that's all we're allowed for the podcast <laughs>
1: yeah so back to the bar
0: yeah so like you were saying he rips this dude's face off from his ponytail and every <laughs> and it cuts around to like everybody that's been injured they just scream they're like Ah, next person. Ah, next person. Right. Ah, That joke went
1: on for a very long time. Yeah, like
0: they did three iterations of that. Like one when he rips him off, then one Uh. when he throws alcohol on him, and then one (laughs) when he lights him on fire.
1: (laughs) And it feels very much like that level of like pacing as we got with, you know, New Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Was that what that show was called? Grim Grim Adventures Adventures. of Bill and Mandy. And then, you know, all the shows that this guy worked on. Also, it looks like I keep discovering things on the IMDb page. Um, Jendi Tartakovsky worked on this show. He, like, created Samurai Jack and uh, worked on Dexter and stuff like that, too. So a real yeah. stacked creative process on this one.
0: Yeah, uh, so Tom Kenny is just like, you were supposed to come with me. And Korgoth goes, who's your boss? Who told you to come get me? He goes, I can't mm-hmm. say. Then he just, like, smushes his head into the table. And he's just like, okay, it was this guy.
1: <laughs> and Right. What was that guy's name? I don't remember. It was, like, Gog
0: Magog or something like that.
1: Gogmagog. okay yeah that's on IMDb yeah okay so so
0: he goes with them to this guy's lair which is like kind of like a cave
1: sort of I guess and sure it's it's like a weird yeah go ahead yeah Zencaster what happened was we we lost your first 20 minutes but you're back on now for some reason um <laughs> uh just just leave it where it's at yeah, at It'll this point fine. i'm we just gonna use your audacity later. from yeah. this point so as long as you're as long as you're recording audacity again
2: yeah okay it's telling me the recording okay, okay good should <laughs> yeah. i
1: refresh yeah so it's more of or, like it's not wanna... <laughs> it's more of just like a weird creepy like basement dungeon if anything
0: yeah and our first introduction to this character is he's kind of like uh, yeah roping this bad. girl that's in a cage right and he's like all up on her and she's like oh no and then she bites his hand Mm -hmm. and he just kind of like spits at her which like this show has like so it's Mm -hmm. so degrading to women
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's weird to think it's like was all that stuff i mean it's not like satire like the show actually is just like aimed at that audience where they're just like oh man hot chicks and like you know whatever just groping all up on her so it's interesting to think like was all of that stuff there with um you know aaron springer and jenny tartakovsky when they were making stuff like dexter's laboratory
0: right yeah because like they kind of did that in grim adventures with like uh i think her name was Ares or whatever the lady with the golden apple in that episode
1: well it's not it's not totally you know inherent it's not like surface level at that point but it's interesting to think like that was probably there in the back of his mind. He would rather be making, maybe he'd rather be making Corgoth the of Barbaria than, you know, kids shows. It's interesting to consider that, you know?
0: Yeah. That might be where like some of the adult humor came from. And like those shows. Right. Right. So one thing about this girl in the cage, she can fit mm-hmm. through the bars. Like those are big bars. <laughs> like, She's she-
1: got cartoon, cartoon right. dynamics to her body. Like, yeah. She probably could. But he's watching her. It's like the question is like, you know, the job of the hut thing. Could she overpower him? And the answer is yes. I mean, he's this creepy little like fucking <laughs> green dude, if I remember correctly.
0: Yep, and he's like balding and has like a
1: ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> she could just grab that ponytail and rip the skin off of the front of his body. We've seen it in universe. It exactly. works. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's apparently it's evidently common in that universe. Yeah. <laughs> so Korgoth walks in and he's just like, Hey, Korgoth, booby. like, he's like trying to be all like, Hey, we're <laughs> friends. And Korgoth. It's,
1: it's exactly Jabba <laughs> it's the Kama. Hutt is what it is. He's like, I mean, it's exactly of the Hut and Han is their relationship. He's like, I fucking hate you. You're a piece of slime. But, uh, you know, it seems like they've worked together before.
0: Right. Like, cause he mentions like last time I talked to you, 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 you like tried to turn me in and get me killed. Yeah, it, it's definitely like very much like that Han Java relationship, mm-hmm. except like you can understand what Gog <laughs> is saying.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Only <barely. laughs> Well, it's
1: well, it's kind of like if George Lucas had gone with his original intention, like if you guys have seen that deleted scene before they added in all the CGI from uh, episode four, it's like. Basically, just like this big Hungarian dude walking alongside Han being like, oh, Han, old buddy, what's what's happening? You know, so it's pretty much exactly that.
0: Yeah. And then they animated over it and Han like walks through his tail. Right. right. (laughs) I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the whole like conflict of the episode is that he he feeds Korgoth. And then he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, I need you to do this. And if you don't, I'm not going to give you the antidote to the parasite I put in your food.
1: Right. Essentially, what he wants him to do is go up to like this wizard or dark mage or whatever, go up to this guy's palace and retrieve this golden uh, statue, little talisman thing.
0: Which I don't even think they like explain what it does. He's just kind of like, hey, I want that.
1: Well, they show us what it does later on though. Well
0: oh, yeah, they show us. <laughs> it um
1: <laughs> it's kinda weird. Like they're not saying this is a mystical world. They're saying like this is when the world fell. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the Statue of Liberty sinking below like a thing of lava or whatever. Like when after the apocalypse we get dark wizards and like <laughs> goblins and shit. <laughs> right. Right. It could
0: be worse. I mean, could be ruled by monkeys hmm <laughs> Could have gone plenty Well, Planet of we have Apes. something to look forward to now. So, uh, anyways, he's kind of like, oh, just go get this. I mean, that wizard's dead anyways. I haven't seen him in weeks. I have a telescope pointed there, which is weird right. because he's basically, like, spying on this wizard, like, rear-window mm. style or Disturbia style, depending on what you've seen.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Like, I imagine, like, Shia LaBeouf's gonna pop out and, like, get stabbed or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, he he basically, like, he convinces Korgoth to, because so, Korgoth doesn't want to die. And he goes, I'm going to send you with four of my best men and three of my worst, just to be fun.
1: He says, he says, 12 of my best men and two of my worst. Unless we saw different versions of the episode. Oh, because no, he says was... different numbers than the amount that show up.
0: I don't remember the numbers, but, like, I just remember, yeah. him, like, he goes, I'll send you with some of my best and some of my yeah. worst, oh. worst. It'll be fun. and the
1: thing is is that there's no distinction between these men like they're all like slobbering morons that aren't good at fighting at all
0: right and like half of them don't even have names like henchman
1: number three right right (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're all it's kind of like like the animated version of the villains from the wrong turn franchise Right, and everybody is either a Tom Kenny like or a John Dimaggio and voice, yeah. or like the the slow and deep, <laughs> kind of like idiot. Which,
1: Which one, one are I you? On? Which one are we all? Define us right now. We need it.
2: Well, that's kind of my philosophy on life. You're either a Kenny or a Dimash. <laughs>
1: um,
2: <laughs> uh, Kenny, Kenny Dimash. <laughs> But so, I'm not uh, gonna say which. So Korgoth and the men uh, are kind of tweet in with their your quest.
0: guesses. And on the, I don't remember if anything happens before this, but they kind of it kind of like skips through a lot of it. They kind of do their thing, and all of a sudden you see a lady like some ladies with tattered clothing. Back to the whole like degrading women, and yeah, this cleavage is, is this, out.
1: this is a real like Frank Miller sort of universe where like. Every guy is either, like, super wimpy and skeevy Mm -hmm. or, like, super muscly and heroic. And then every woman is a stripper. I mean, that's essentially what those kind of universes are, and that's what they're setting up here.
0: Pretty much. Because literally, like, every woman in this show is, like, all busty and, like... Yeah. So, anyways, they get Tom Kenny, Hargon, and uh, I don't even know if the other one had a name. That probably was Scrotus they uh
1: see maybe it wasn't stinky i
0: don't think it was stinky because stinky was the short one sure so they see this woman tied to a tree and he just like he nudges him he's like eh? Eh? so they go over they go to unchainer and the tree turns around the tree's got like a mouth and mm. it starts like trying to attack them and all i could think of was from the spongebob squarepants movie with the ice cream scene where it's like the old lady with the ice cream
1: Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah,
0: and Patrick, like, tries to grab it, and then, like, some giant fish comes out, and that's, like, just dangling from it.
1: This is the totally extreme, like, manly version of that?
0: Exactly. Like, instead of ice cream, (laughs) it's a lady.
1: And instead of running away, (laughs) he chops up that tree, and he uses it as firewood. Exactly. (laughs) It's... It's kind Are of a weird situation. Like, do people go down this way a, all the time? Why would the tree think that it needs bait to kill people? Why is it killing people in the first place? Like does that tree need to eat human flesh? I don't know. Like if it did. Yeah, exactly. If it did, why didn't it just well, eat a lady? Well, yeah. teach a man to fish and he'll eat every day. How does that How does that phrase go? Whatever. Woman. If you eat the woman, if you eat the woman, you don't have any bait. That's, so true. that's what he's going for. Yeah.
0: I'm just curious how he chained her up. Give a man a fish. He's got, like, he'll... tree arms. Yeah. I'm right? gonna go out on a limb and say he had help. Oh I don't know God. where he
1: got the, the chains, though. <laughs> I it's was how, just like, about branches. to ask.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, leave. Like, leaf. Another tree pun. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> great. Ed, leave. <laughs> so... They're uh, gathered around yep, a fire, yep. and she's like, oh, thank that's, you for saving me. That's what we do me. here. And Tom Kenny and <laughs> or Hargon, I keep calling him Tom Kenny, Hargon is right. just like, oh, wow, it was our pleasure. Like, we're this, 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 we're all this. And all of a sudden, they just go behind a bush, and Corgoth and that lady just start banging. <laughs> and everybody's just yeah. like, oh.
1: And again, it's a, again, it's a situation where, like they're trying to make their protagonist too cool and they it, it kind of comes off as like they he doesn't what? really have a personality like all these creepy little goblin men all have like interesting well not interesting but you know they all have like character dynamics like this is the short one this is the one that's sort of the leader this is yeah. the one that's greedy This like, whatever works. and like yeah.
0: even like tom Kenny, like he's the one with the hook hand and he's like the leader of them. right
1: and he doesn't have that so i wonder if the show was going to be like every single episode he somehow teams up with these mm-hmm. guys or maybe every single episode he teams up with people that are more interesting than him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's our job. That's our job, Steve. Right, right. I'm sure we'll find out later in the series. So they uh, they climb up a hill after this. This is like Oops. the next day. They're climbing up a hill and they see <laughs> the, uh, the the castle of the wizard and it's kind of just like floating. And Hargosh is like, how, how are we going to get up there? And Korgoth points down and he goes with those and you see pigeons and then they climb down there and these pigeons are like freaking massive.
1: It's an interesting thing that you can do with animation and wouldn't have been able to do in, you know, live action format where like you see them and they look like normal sized pigeons because of perspective and they get down there and the pigeons are like, you know, 10 times bigger than all these humans.
0: Exactly. And then Korgoth is, he just starts covering himself in the pigeon shit and everybody's just like what What are you doing like why are you doing that and he's just like if you cover yourself in that they'll accept you as their own and <laughs> one of them one of the henchmen let's call him henchman number five because i don't know what is who knows sure they're all indiscriminate exactly <laughs> so he's just like no no my, my grandfather or my uncle that's okay smugg- he won't be around uh, long smuggled birds i know what to do and he just kind of walks up to the pigeon he goes hey hey you're stupid Like hey, and he starts like
1: like badgering I I thought that he had a lot of respect for it. He like raises up his arms, he's like, Accept me. He basically gets pecked to death. Basically, right. He like gets like pecked once and like half of his body just falls off. Yeah.
0: Like Darth Maul style. Like Mm -hmm. and then everybody like immediately just starts like covering themselves in it. They're just like, I don't want I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) And the pigeons accept them and they kinda like fly them up to this castle. They get in the castle, no one's home, because like, they were told Wizard's dead. And they all start looting. Korgoth walks upstairs, sees a sign that says, Do not enter. But he, Korgoth doesn't play by the rules. He's a barbarian, so he just walks sure. in. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. a loose cannon, Korgoth. And then we cut You're back down. To, after he goes form, we cut back down to the living room where they're all looting. And the wizard strolls back on in. And this wizard, very weird wizard, he's shirtless. Is he voiced
1: by Tom Kenny? I, I don't think, remember.
0: I... <laughs> yeah, he, he, is, he has kind of like a Kenny-esque voice. Probably, just contractual That's another
1: weird thing is like if they continued, would it be the same voice cast coming back every single week to play different characters?
0: I mean, that's kind of like, for the most part, that's what a lot of animated shows do. Like, sure
1: but when it's tom kenny and john dimaggio every single character is gonna sound like spongebob true. and bender
0: that that's very true
1: it's like if you cast john benjamin in your thing you know exactly what that character is gonna sound like
0: and every single character he plays is gonna sound the right. same
1: exactly yeah
0: <laughs> but like i don't know because like futurama and stuff like a lot of them do like the ancillary voices but occasionally sure. they'll get like another like person in so uh the wizard he's like he strolls on in, he starts looking at his mail, he's just like, oh, Bill, Bill, oh, what's this? Throws on his glasses, and then he lowers the the envelope and sees people looting, and they're still all covered with dripping bird shit. Right. And his first reaction is, not on the carpet. Right. Because, like, you know, when you see an intruder in your house, you don't want them to mess up your carpet. <laughs> That's like a steam cleaning cost.
1: Right, right. And, I mean, that doesn't even exist in this world. He'd have to... I mean, he can just magic it up. He's he's a pretty powerful wizard. Um, I mean, he literally makes somebody... One of them kills themselves because of his mind control. One, Two of them stab each other. Yep. And then two of them start making out.
0: Yep, Hargon and one of the other ones start making out. Yeah.
1: He pretty much... Hargon's got a hard on. He uh pretty much takes them is. all out in about <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. The weird thing
0: I... I saw was, like, when so, Argon starts making out, like, you see steam coming from, like, one of their
1: backs. Yeah, I was wondering what was up with that. That was a weird situation. Like, is he <laughs> is he also killing them while while they're making out? He's like, I'll make them make out, but I also need to kill them because otherwise they'll eventually stop doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's some line also while they're doing it that's, that's like, sad-ish. oh, man, this feels so right. Or like, oh, I'm enjoying this. Like, they just had to throw that in there. Yeah, oh, of no. course. <laughs> that's Aaron Springer's <laughs> style of comedy. Exactly.
0: So Erica. the wizard, he uh, climbs up the stairs and he strolls in on Corgoth, And Corgoth mm-hmm. is just like, he's got his hands like near his uh, mid-region. And he turns right. around and he's holding the like the little golden statue that he was supposed to get. And he goes, it's not what it looks like. Right. Like, kind of to, like, imply that he was, like, utilizing Stroking his Korgoth? Exactly. Stroking the Korgoth. Right. (laughs) And the wizard's kind of like, no, you can't have that. I'm going to, like, you can't do that. And he just goes, oh, what, this? Like, don't touch this. And he clicks a button and starts dancing. Right. Like, he's, like, implying that was. What what
1: was the song that it was dancing to? Because I I'm trying to remember. The wizard's name is Specuies, by the way. in And Specuies,
0: right? I don't, the music was kind of like all over the place in this show. Like yeah. it started out like it was like kind of medieval t- sounding music, and then it was like sure. heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was so so
1: anyway. This mm-hmm. this little like golden statue is doing like I think it was supposed to be like a sexy dance or something like that. Like it's embarrassing that the wizard would have it do that yeah i was trying to pick up on the vibe there it's it's just very like absurdist humor throughout
0: yeah i think it was supposed to be like that because like you could see it like it falls down on the ground starts like spreading its legs
1: right (laughs) so pretty much like yeah sorry go ahead
2: well that's that's actually based in reality that's for um, you like if you win an oscar um you hit you hit the button but um,
0: (laughs) speaking from experience it's a very prestigious award are you talking about the award or like the sesame street character oh no i was talking about i was talking about the homeless guy down the street
2: great bit great bit oh yeah (laughs) this this has been an episode of great bits so essentially
0: (laughs) i told you you were the only one that's gonna make a joke this episode
1: (laughs) Ooh, somebody listens to uh you talking you too to me uh So essentially, it seems like, you know, Korgoth's got this in the bag. Korgoth's going to take him down in two seconds. He's like this wimpy old man. And then he just like, he's like, I've got you now. And he sort of like puts some gum in his mouth and chews it up. Disgustingly, by the way. I mean, obviously, it has to be disgusting because this is what we're dealing with here.
0: Exactly.
1: And he spits it out on the ground and it becomes. I mean, to my memory, it becomes exactly the ice cream monster from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. It looks
0: very much like the ice cream monster, but like yeah. made of gum.
1: It's this big, disgusting gum monster that can like transform into anything really. And he just, yeah, he fights it. Disgustingly. And he says, he
0: says my favorite line of the show. I've, What's that? It was, oh shit. What was it? It was something along the lines of like, I've like dated uglier girls than you for breakfast. Uh, and I was just like, what?
1: Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And that's why I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Korgoth really, I mean, he needs to work on his standards, you know, bring his self-esteem up a little bit. Because if he's dated uglier girls than this disgusting gum monster. Oh, I, I don't know. You,
2: you get to a point, I've heard from a friend, uh, you get to a point where you just take what you can get. Uh, and it, right. again. I, <laughs> I guess
1: he's generous. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a real beefcake, you know. Any girl would be lucky to have a barbarian such as Korgoth.
2: Mm-hmm. You hear that, ladies? Uh, you, see, you see Korgoth on Korgoth. the old tender. You swipe right real quick.
0: <laughs> so so Korgoth defeats this monster, and then it like reforms, and it's got the wizard's face. And it's got like, a yeah. bunch of like, tentacles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he fights that again, chops it up, and then it reforms again to this... Yeah,
1: it's, it's a real boss battle situation. Like, you've got to defeat this guy, like, four times. Yeah, very much so. In different forms, and you have to figure out different ways to... At one point, it, like, has him in its mouth, and it, it looks like it's over for old Korgoth, and then he just, like, kicks its jaw, and it just dislocates disgustingly on the ground.
0: Yep. See, I... And then it, like, starts making out with him. Because, of course, it does. I just...
2: I, th- <laughs> I think it would have been pretty gutsy to just kill off Korgoth and just yeah. yeah just just announce the, announce and the then, series stop. no stop it that's that's the right end. <laughs> one episode <laughs> he didn't make it
1: is that how this podcast works you guys decide a way to end the series within the last episode uh-huh. <laughs> um well well so basically the girl that korgoth was hooking up earlier comes up and then the wizard kills her and he actually has like this like little passionate moment where he's actually like sad about that like i assume because he's korgoth the barbarian gonna hook up with a different girl in every single episode and not really care what happens to them but he's like really distraught about this
0: yeah like tears are streaming down his face a little
1: yeah and, and the wizard, like this yeah this creepy old wizard man just makes his head grow out of like he exploded her head and then he makes his head grow out of her dislocated you know beheaded body
0: and and then he kind of just like he floats off like not even like well animated. oh
1: yeah and that animation was incredible he's just like standing straight and just like oh he yeah, it's, away. it's almost like South Park's like style animation where they like just pick him up and like bra- <laughs> like drag him. It's like it's like Poochie in that uh Simpsons episode yeah. like I have to go now, my planet needs me, and you can see the animation frames go up.
0: <laughs> so then uh Hargon walks up, he's just like, Oh Hargon. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's just like it's Oh Corgon, the wizard's here. Right. And then he looks down and sees the burning carcass of the wizard right and he Goes oh <laughs> so Korgoth retrieves the thing brings it back to uh to gog magog right and gets his antidote right and he's just like oh my tummy's still a rumbling like this thing's still here and he's just like oh i didn't say that's the only only antidote like this is gonna take a couple seasons to get rid of but i i conveniently stacked up all your medicine for you at no cost of course Right. That just, was kind of was-
1: weird. It's, it's like you would think in this situation, he's like, now you're going to have to work for me for the next three months if you want to heal yourself and then give him one at a time. Or Korgoth would be like, all right, this guy's a piece of shit. I'm going to kill him and then free this girl he has locked up and kill all his minions. And none of that really happens. He just like he gives him a big wheelbarrow full of medicine and then sinks into the floor.
0: Yeah, and then he got Corvax. Just kind of accepts that he just strolls out with a wagon full of medicine.
2: Well, the thing that mm. I find
0: unbelievable is that like
2: he doesn't already have right. parasites from well, all the food. Yeah, he's he been he
1: ate some of that gum. That was pretty disgusting.
2: Everyone's just eating. Like, I mean, that was I some, mean, some of that gum flesh. too.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and then I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, I stayed for the end oh, credits. No, I did it. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just Korgoth shitting into a stump or whatever, and you just hear, like, little fart uh, noises and stuff like that.
0: Yep. And he's just, like, reading a newspaper. Right. Uh, God. And that's that's how that episode ends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but certainly not the series. I mean, the series ended there, but they obviously had a very concise plan to continue it.
0: <laughs> right. Like, it's almost like, I feel like that would have made more sense for them to continue the series the way, like, you said, like, like over the next three months, like you're gonna do all this work for me, and I'll give you this like antidote every time you do work. Like right. that would have, like been a good setup for the series, but I, I honestly couldn't figure out where they were gonna go with this.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the entire rest of the series is sort of like him being super sick for the next three months, just like hanging out, taking that antidote, you know, three times a day, and we just see him shitting into a stump the entire time. <laughs> <sighs> it would be. It would be really, really cheap to do too, because he could just sit on the stump the entire time, and the story could happen around him. So, like, all oh, you really have to animate is his mouth, you know. Otherwise, you just have a still frame of him sitting on a stump with some flies flying around him.
0: Right. Like every episode is just Corgoth. Like he just starts a talk show from that stump.
1: <laughs> oh, and it's like it's like the spiritual successor to a uh, Space Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to talk to Conan O'Brien, and they get to make barbarian jokes the entire time. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and he's just like, oh, like, he's just like taking a shit the whole time. Like that's the whole series. <laughs> Do you guys have? Or, any... Oh,
1: well, well, I mean, or people come to him and try and fight him, and he gets to like fight people off from his sitting position where he's always at. <laughs> but people know where to find him now, so like dragons can just come and attack him, and he's just like flying through the air with shit coming out of his butt.
0: It's true, and it could be like kind of like a Spider-Man situation, where it's like you need to last like three minutes in the ring with Korgoth
1: and right. you get the money
0: for a new car.
1: Oh, and nobody would want to do it because there's just like shit everywhere. Exactly, and you can't you can't get out of that cage. Like he gets you into like a disgusting hold where like your face is anywhere near his butt and you just die <laughs> of asphyxiation or whatever.
0: And then Korgoth obviously, obviously makes a joke. Wow, it smells like someone died in here.
2: <laughs> you know what? because that's, that's uh, that was a that seems about that was right. a beautiful example of taking a problem putting a positive spin on it and turning it to an advantage I, I i like that guys you probably do well at job interviews yeah
1: yeah i mean you know i'm a very optimistic person right. <laughs> just imagine what i would do in that situation you know
2: for sure yeah empathy it's
0: it's all very important
1: <laughs> so do you guys have any
0: ideas for like what any future episodes of this would have looked like.
1: Hmm. No. I, th- I think it would have been interesting if there was some kind of play on the fact that this is the future. It felt like they were setting something up. Like, he would find, like, somehow maybe this would be, like, the Underdweller Society in Futurama or something like that, you know? Or, like, yeah. he would find the actually, you know, it's the time traveler, H D Wells. It's, like, there's a smart society... And there's the idiot society on the other side of the world and he's the ape man. And then he goes and he finds the alien smart people and he gets to interact with that. I think that could have been fun to see.
0: That could have been interesting. Tyler, you, you know, I a know, lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real, I'm a real stick for structure. You know, George Lucas is my hero. Of course. Of course. Uh,
2: that's, that's, <laughs> that's good. We needed that on this program. Yeah. <laughs> So I think oh,
0: they were. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no. I, I was just about to ask what. What do you think could have been a good episode, Ed?
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like they could have like, like brought back the wizard at some point because I feel like they were like, kind of hinting at that because he gets away.
1: Would he always have the body of a bodacious babe? Oh, of Would course. he always be like the sexy lady body? If yeah. we're lucky,
0: I think that's part of his character now. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like he maybe. Seems-
1: his his powers are so ill-defined. Like he can just like be killed four times and then just make his head grow out of somebody who's been decapitated and take them over and he can still fly and mind control people. It's like why did he have this disgusting old man body if he could just become anybody, you just decapitate a barbarian and then you become that guy. That would make more sense. Yeah, exactly.
0: I feel like there could have been an episode where like where the wizard comes back and mm-hmm. Hargon is just like maybe I can like trick this wizard into giving give me like a new hand instead of this hook hand.
1: I just want to see the continuation of Hargon because every time you say his name, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking Hargon. Hargon of barbaria. It's
1: a yeah. off. Yeah. That's
2: what the world's been waiting on. Huh?
1: That's yeah. What I've been waiting what on the world needs now. is Har- Hargon. Gone's hand. Okay. <laughs> we have $5,000 now. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah I don't know I wonder if Aaron Springer ever tried to continue this series after it sort of flopped out because it looks like I was looking into it a little bit and it looks like it was um, rebroadcast in 2013 as like sort of a special thing on Toonami um, so I mean it seems like they had a lot of faith in the project in the beginning and it just sort of like fell apart because it's such an expensive show to make but now that, you know, that's what Adult Swim is sort of going towards in this age. Right. Yeah. Right. What I'm
2: seeing is uh, it was announced as being picked up as a full series. Uh, apparent Apparently right. it had a lot of critical and commercial success with garnering high ratings. Thanks, Wikipedia. Right. Um, <laughs> but later events, including a formal petition to revive the show, would indicate that it was dropped due to high production costs. So...
1: Right, exactly. They just sort of, like, dropped it quietly without ever really continuing with it, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer. Maybe there are, like, lost episodes out there somewhere, you know?
0: That'd be pretty interesting. I think it would be kind of cool if, like, maybe they did, like, a Rick and Morty episode where they, like, have them, like, travel through, like, cancel those all swim shows. And they just kind of, like, like travel to the Korgoth universe.
1: You know, I never considered that. I actually have uh you know cynical cartoons started off as a rick and morty podcast and i had never really thought about that but there is a lot of like really really interesting weird adult swim shows that came around for one or two episodes and then just never heard of again you know
2: yeah i feel like that's getting a little too close to our territory and i don't really i don't really need to (laughs) swim uh jock in our swag yeah um
1: Well, well, it's interesting because Adult Swim has always been the people that, like, championed the weird and original. Like, they are the people that say, like, okay, a talk show where the host is an animated character, that sounds great. Or, uh, you know, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, is just like, let's shit on all of our own Hanna-Barbera characters. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that is that they don't have as much money as somebody like Fox or NBC or something like that. So they can't keep this kind of stuff afloat unless they think that it'll actually, you know, the reason that shows like Rick and Morty work is because they only make 10 episodes a season so they can take a year and a half to make it and make it really well and make it really short, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And like, So not, I don't know. Maybe yeah. the show just didn't have enough appeal to people.
0: I don't know. Like, I guess... Because they they did say it was kind of like a critical success, but I feel like animate like with animation you kind of need like a huge following to continue right. something like that, like especially with how how the production costs are and how long it takes to make something. Right. Mm-hmm. And there there might have just been like some uncertainty with it,
1: and they just didn't want to risk it. Are you guys sure that you can't hear what's happening in the background here? Because there is screaming goat in the next room. Like they're—I don't know what they're watching on TV, but it's really loud. No, I don't hear it. It is so loud. okay. That's good though.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna like go through and edit this, and I'll just sudden
1: I'll just hear. <laughs> Leave it all in. Don't don't take any of it out because people need to hear this. Shit.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So I've never been able to get to like the end of an episode of your guys' show. What do you do to sort of like wrap things up? Oh, uh, we we pitch if like we're a series. At that point?
0: We pitch like a series finale
1: sure so you want to do that
0: yeah let's let's come up with something
1: so they is this a return like you know nine years later netflix picks it up or something like that for one season or is this like if the show had had a full season in 2006 or 2007
2: Um, it kind of ranges Um, as like, like in the time frame i think like with uh right some of my best friends didn't you guys
0: like fantasy cast out to like five seasons (laughs) we did and then with like then with like Hile Honey or something like that we kind of just did like a season somebody
1: said somebody said 11 seasons in the Hile Honey I'm Home episode oh
0: did they oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) so with this like let's say it made it one season sure so I think like maybe again with the wizard maybe the wizard has like this whole plan he's just like oh, oh by the way like I could have just like brought us back to like modern times this whole time Mm -hmm. and He's just like, but it's gonna cost you. So, like, he gives him some like ridiculous task that he has to do, and Korgoth right. just has to like complete that task, and then boom, they're back in modern times. And then after all that happens, Korgoth realizes like, shit, like I can't function in modern times. Like I'm ripping <laughs> people's faces off. I can't work in like an office. And also, right.
2: like his his level of attractiveness just plummets. Kind uh, of, kind of, kind of busted.
1: He could be like a Schwarzenegger esque, like Korgoth becomes, you know, Bodyguard Number Three. He becomes a background extra for James Bond movies or something like that. <laughs>
2: Korgoth's a butterface, man. That's.
1: Well, I mean, also, also, he is a time traveler. He could write, you know, have a ghostwriter and like write a book about his experiences traveling through time and being a barbarian. You know, he could have a podcast and everybody in the world would listen to it because that's just a weird experience. So maybe that's what it would be is like season two, if they ever got around to it, would be his adventures in modern times. Just like he leads like a boring life <laughs> with not really a lot going on and nobody to fight and maybe like becomes a pro wrestler or something.
2: Oh, OK. I can get in on this. Yeah. I can, we can
1: we can tap yeah. this
2: vein. Uh, yeah. I'm missing pro wrestling right now for, for all of you fools. So <laughs> you're welcome.
1: Yeah, you- it's. It's funny that, unplanned, this is the second time it's come back to Korgoth needs to wrestle somebody. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. <laughs> Do you think he'd, like, wrestle as Korgoth, or he'd, like, bring up some personality? Um,
1: it Well, Corgoth Kor- the Bar... Uh, Korgoth, his name isn't even Korgoth the Barbarian, but whatever. Korgoth the Barbarian would be his normal name. You know, like, uh, the Undertaker probably has a real name. No. He probably nope, wasn't it's born the Undertaker. It's the Undertaker. The, it's the Undertaker. <laughs> so, like, so, like, his so like his real name is cork the barbarian but his wrestling name is like steven
2: john cena <laughs>
1: <laughs> is john cena a fake name or is that his birth no name? that's
2: that's the real deal he's he's one of the few guys i don't want to get into a whole i'll I'll, uh, ta- I'll do a whole separate sure. podcast um
1: mark callaway <laughs>
2: is the undertaker uh and i'm, I'm sorry i just yeah. outed you dead man um i hope you're beating brock lesnar <laughs> right now
1: um uh, <laughs> Is that like the equivalent of like ripping a luchador's mask off? Like now he's shamed because you know his um, name?
2: Yeah, he's probably going to show up here in like a couple hours.
1: He just, I mean, as long as he doesn't reveal his real name, you know, wizards have no power over him. So that's probably what he was going for. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. That's why he wears that like face paint, like even right. at, like grocery stores. Like,
1: Wait, he wasn't a member of Kiss? Are you telling me he was not the drummer for Kiss back in the 80s? He,
0: he was all the members of Kiss <laughs> at one point. <laughs> like they rotated he just moved super fast at lightning speed uh. <laughs> all right so uh thanks everybody for listening um so do you, tyler do you want to plug your podcast
1: yeah, um the shows that I host are uh The Adam Sandcast which is I mean at this point maybe just not worth listening to. Like it's pretty much done and I'm continuing it obligatorily, but uh you know Cynical Cartoons is a really great show and I'm starting up a new one in within the next couple weeks. So you can find any information about that uh on Twitter my tag is Future Horse Pod or you can find us uh at futurehorsepod.com which I just registered actually. So, you know. the site probably doesn't look that great but it'll get better (laughs) Alrighty then uh thanks for being on it was fun having you on hey yeah man it was good you guys talked a lot more on this than you did when you guessed it on my show (laughs) (laughs) which people can check out that episode should be out um i mean if this is coming out on thursday then that episode should have been out a few days ago so hercules versus aladdin is a cynical cartoons podcast
2: yes yep and um you can just mail us our appearance checks for that um, right right <laughs> and anyone else that wants to communicate with
1: us wait you you guys are mailing me my appearance check uh that right? is
2: in the mail right now um <laughs> cool okay yeah. mail. anyone that wants to communicate with us can tweet at us at unaired podcast ed runs it is it unaired podcast yeah Sorry, uh, i guess did you
1: did you say it at enron no com? i said ed
0: runs it i have nothing yeah <laughs> oh okay um, yeah no enron.com i run enron <laughs> right now
1: unaired podcast unaired podcast at Enron. enron.gscities uh, texaco.com <laughs> yes yeah. um,
2: retweet this link and dm us your mailing address and ed will send you one thing out of his wallet um
1: <laughs> is that a real thing or is it that is now
0: it's canon oh
1: okay jokes
0: on you there's nothing in my wallet
1: yeah exactly are you, are you gonna like put weird shit in your wallet like oh i collect weird pennies now in my wallet just because i have to send them out to tattoos? Or just like mail
0: people like <laughs> or just something like that wouldn't even fit in a wallet just right an electric guitar or something
1: just get like a bigger wallet like carry a little safe around
0: <laughs> and just have like one of those chains that people have for their wallets
1: yeah and all you have in there is like unaired podcast stickers or something we just, just have to show to
2: on flash
1: drives that would be so expensive flash drives aren't that yeah, cheap no, you have to would invest be, in, be, in would a be bit. expensive to buy a safe yeah, and we're people would do it just for the flash drive because that's you know <laughs> yeah, delete <depending> on the <laughs> we'll size. put all of the
2: shows in an unerasable file
1: um right <laughs> yeah And uh... anyway that's about it right is yeah, that the yeah. end okay cool <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys yeah thanks for having me
0: Hey everybody, Ed again. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to be back on our bi-weekly schedule every other Thursday, so check in in two weeks. I um, want to say another thank you to Tyler Marchant for guesting on this episode. Uh, make sure you check out Cynical Cartoons Podcast. It's a really good podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Unaired Podcast. Send us an email, unairedpodcast.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Review us on iTunes. And also a uh, shout-out to com for the theme song that we use. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. Bye!